Shalom and welcome back to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in a year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Johanna and I'll be your reader today. Today is Tuesday, the 28th of June, and it is the 29th of Sivan on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, according to tradition, is the day when the 12 spies were sent to Canaan by Moshe. Numbers 13, 2 and 3. Send out for yourselves men, so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribes, every one a leader among them. This week, our parasha, which means section or portion from the Torah, is called Korach or Korah in English. And today's reading will be number 16, 20 through 43. If your Bible follows the Hebrew chapter and verse count, you will be reading number 16, 20 through 17, 8. Before we get into those readings, let's take a moment to bless God and to thank Him for giving us His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. The Lord spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation, so that I may consume them in a moment. They fell on their faces and said, God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, and will you be angry with all the congregation? The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get away from around the tent of Korach, Datan, and Aviram. Moshe rose up and went to Datan and Aviram, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart, please, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. So they went away from the tent of Korach, Datan and Aviram on every side. Datan and Aviram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives, their sons, and their little ones. Moshe said, Hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for they are not from my own mind. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they experience what all men experience, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord makes a new thing, and the ground opens its mouth, and swallows them up with all that belong to them, and they go down alive into Sheol, then you shall understand that these men have despised the Lord. And it came to pass, as he finished speaking all these words, the ground that was under them split apart, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households, all of Korach's men 
and all their goods. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive into Sheol, and the earth closed on them, and they perished from among the assembly. All Israel that were around them fled at their cry, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us up. Fire came out from the Lord, and devoured the two hundred and fifty men who offered the incense. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to Elazar, the son of Aharon the Kohen, that he take up the censers out of the burning, and scatter the fire away from the camp, for they are holy, even the censers of those who sinned against their own lives. Let them be beaten into plates for a covering of the altar, for they offered them before the Lord, therefore they are holy. They shall be a sign to the sons of Israel. So Elazar the Kohen took the bronze censers, which those who were burned had offered, and they beat them out for a covering of the altar, to be a memorial to the sons of Israel, to the end that no stranger who is not of the offspring of Aaron would come near to burn incense before the Lord, that he not be as Korach and as his company, as the Lord spoke to him by Moshe. But on the next day, all the congregation of the sons of Israel complained against Moshe and against Aharon, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. And when the congregation was assembled against Moshe and against Aharon, they looked toward the tent of meeting. Behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. And Moshe and Aharon came to the front of the tent of meeting. That was Numbers 16.20-43, through 43, or 16.20-17.8 through 17, 8 in the Hebrew verse counting. Today our portion from the prophets will be Jeremiah, or Yirmiyahu, chapter 48. Concerning Moab, this is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. Woe to Nebo, for it is laid waste. Kiliyataim is disappointed. It is taken. Mizgav is put to shame and broken down. The praise of Moab is no more. In Cheshbon they have devised evil against her. Come, let us cut her off from being a nation. You also, O madmen, will be brought to silence. The sword will pursue you. The sound of a cry from Horonaim, desolation and great destruction. Moab is destroyed. Her little ones have caused a cry to be heard. For they will go up by the ascent of Luit with continual weeping. For at the descent of Horonaim they have heard the distress of the cry of destruction. Flee, save your lives, be like the juniper bush in the wilderness, for because you have trusted in your works and in your treasures, you also will be taken. And Chemosh will go out into captivity, his priests and his princess together. The destroyer will come on every city, and no city will escape. The valley also will perish, 
and the plain will be destroyed as the Lord has spoken. Give wings to Moab, that she may fly and get herself away, and her cities will become a desolation, without anyone to dwell in them. Cursed is he who does the work of the Lord negligently, and cursed is he who keeps back his sword from blood. Moab has been at ease from his youth, and he has settled on his dregs, and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Neither has he gone into captivity. Therefore his taste remains in him, and his scent is not changed. Therefore, behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will send to him those who pour off, and they will pour him off, and they will empty his vessels and break their bottles in pieces. Moab will be ashamed of Chemosh, as the house of Israel was ashamed of Bethel, their confidence. How do you say, We are mighty men and valiant men for the war. Moab is laid waste, and they have gone up into his cities, and his chosen young men have gone down to the slaughter. Says the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts, The calamity of Moab is near to come and his affliction hurries fast. All you who are around him bemoan him, and all you who know his name say how the strong staff is broken, the beautiful rod. Your da- you, daughter, who dwells in Divon, come down from your glory and sit in thirst, for the destroyer of Moab has come up against you. He has destroyed your strongholds. Inhabitant of Aroel, stand by the way and watch. Ask him who flees, and her who escapes. Say, what has been done? Moab is disappointed, for it is broken down. Wail and cry, tell it by the Arnon that Moab is laid waste. Judgment has come upon the plain country, on Cholon, on Yatza, on Mephat, on Divon, on Nevo, on Bet Divlatayim, on Kiryatayim, on Bet Gamul, on Bet Meon, on Krayot, on Botsra, and on all the cities of the land of Moab, far or near. The horn of Moab is cut off, and his arm is broken, says the Lord. Make him drunken, for he magnified himself against the Lord. Moab will wallow in his vomit, and he also will be in derision. For was not Israel a derision to you? Was he found among thieves? For as often as you speak of him, you shake your head. You inhabitant of Moab, leave the cities and dwell in the rock. Be like the dove that makes her nest over the mouth of the abyss. We have heard of the pride of Moab. He is exceedingly proud, his loftiness, his pride, and his arrogance, and the arrogance of his heart. I know his wrath, says the Lord, that it is nothing. His boastings have done nothing. Therefore I will wail for Moab. Yes, I will cry out for all Moab. They will mourn for the men of Kilcheres, with more than the weeping of Yazel. I will weep for you, 
vine of Sibma. Your branches passed over the sea. They reached even to the sea of Yazel. The destroyer has fallen on your summer fruits and on your vintage. Gladness and joy is taken away from the fruitful field and from the land of Moab. I have caused wine to seize from the wine presses. No one will tread with shouting. The shouting will be no shouting. From the cry of Heshbon, even to Elale, even to Yahatz, they have uttered their voice. From Tzoar, even to Horonaim, to Eglat Shlishia, for the waters of Nimrim will also become desolate. Moreover, I will cause to seize in Moab, says the Lord, him who offers in the high place, and him who burns incense to his gods. Therefore my heart sounds for Moab like pipes, and my heart sounds like pipes for the men of Kilcheres. Therefore the abundance that he has gotten has perished. For every head is bald and every beard clipped. There are cuttings on all the hands and sackcloth on the waist. On all the housetops of Moab and in his streets, there is lamentation everywhere, for I have broken Moab like a vessel in which no one delights, says the Lord. How it is broken down, how they wail, how Moab has turned his back with shame. So will Moab become a derision and a terror to all who are around him. For this is what the Lord says, Behold, he will fly as an eagle and will spread out his wings against Moab. Krayot is taken and the strongholds are seized. The heart of the mighty men of Moab at that day will be as the heart of a woman in her pangs. Moab will be destroyed from being a people because he has magnified himself against the Lord. Terror, the pit, and the snare are on you, inhabitant of Moab, says the Lord. He who flees from the terror will fall into the pit, and he who gets up out of the pit will be taken in the snare. For I will bring on him, even on Moab, the year of their visitation, says the Lord. Those who fled stand without strength under the shadow of Cheshbon. For a fire has gone out of Cheshbon, and a flame from the middle of Sichon, and has devoured the corner of Moab, and the crown of the head of the tumultuous ones. Woe to you, O Moab! The people of Chemosh are undone. For your sons are taken away captive, and your daughters into captivity. Yet I will reverse the captivity of Moab in the end of days, says the Lord. Thus far is the judgment of Moab. That was Jeremiah, or Yirmiyahu, chapter 48. And today's portion from the writings will be Daniel 10. In the third year of Cyrus, or in Hebrew, Koresh, king of Persia, a thing was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar, and the thing was true, but for a long time off. 
He understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three whole weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, nor did meat or wine come into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all until three whole weeks were fulfilled. In the twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hidekel, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, there was a man clothed in linen, whose thighs were adorned with pure gold of Ufaz. His body was also like the barrel, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as flaming torches. His arms and his feet were like burnished bronze, and the voice of his words was like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great quaking fell on them, and they fled to hide themselves. So I was left alone and saw this great vision. No strength remained in me, for my face grew deathly pale, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the voice of his words, and as I heard the voice of his words, I fell into a deep sleep on my face, with my face to the ground. Behold, a hand touched me, which set me on my knees and on the palms of my hands, and he said to me, Daniel, you greatly beloved man, Understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for I have been sent to you now. When he had spoken this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand, and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. I have come for your word's sake. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I remained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the end of days, for the vision is yet for many days. When he had spoken these words to me, I set my face toward the ground and was mute. Behold, one in the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke and said to him who stood before me, My Lord, by reason of the vision my sorrows have overtaken me, and I retain no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, immediately there remained no strength in me, and there was no breath left in me. Then one, like the appearance of a man, touched me again, and he strengthened me, and he said, Greatly beloved man, do not be afraid. Shalom to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened, and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? Now I will return to fight with the prince of Persia. When I go out, behold, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you that which is inscribed in the writing of truth. 
There is no one who holds with me against these, but Michael, your prince. That was Daniel, or Daniel, chapter 11. Today, our portion from the Apostles will be 2 Corinthians 12. It is indeed not profitable for me to boast, but I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Mashiach fourteen years ago, whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a one caught up into the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or outside of the body, I do not know, God knows, He was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which a man is not allowed to speak. On behalf of such a one, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except in my weaknesses. For if I would desire to boast, I will not be foolish, for I will speak the truth, but I I refrain so that no man may think more of me than that which he sees in me or hears from me. And by reason of the exceeding greatness of the revelations, that I should not be exalted excessively, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me, that I should not be exalted excessively. Concerning this thing, I begged the Lord three times that it might depart from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my weaknesses, that the power of Messiah may rest on me. Therefore, I take pleasure in weaknesses, in injuries, in necessities, in persecutions, and in distresses for Messiah's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong." I have become foolish in boasting. You compelled me, for I ought to have been commended by you, for in nothing was I inferior to the most eminent emissaries, though I am nothing. Truly, the signs of an emissary were worked among you in all perseverance, in signs and wonders and mighty works. For what is there in which you were made inferior to the rest of the assemblies, unless it is that I myself was not a burden to you. Forgive me this wrong. Behold, this is the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be a burden to you, for I seek not your possessions, but you. For the children ought not to save up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And I will most gladly spend and be spent for your souls." If I love you more abundantly, am I loved the less? Even so, I myself did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with deception. Did I take advantage of you by any one of those whom I have sent to you? I urged Titus, and I sent the brother with him. Did Titus take any advantage of you? Did we not walk in the same spirit? Did we not walk in the same steps? Again, do you think that we are excusing ourselves to you? In the sight of God we speak in Messiah, 
But all things, beloved, are for your edifying, for I am afraid that by any means when I come, I might find you not the way I want to, and that I might be found by you as you do not desire, that by any means there would be strife, jealousy, wrath, factions, slander, whisperings, proud thoughts, or riots, that again when I come, my God would humble me before you, and I would mourn for many of those who have sinned before now, and not repented of the uncleanness, sexual immorality, and lustfulness which they committed. That was Second Corinthians 12, and it concludes our readings for today. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading Luke 3 today as well. I want to just finish off with a prayer request for all of you. And this is a dear listener who anonymously asked that we would pray for her husband, that he would be in a covenant relationship with the Father. And we know that that is a prayer um, that is in line with the will of God for sure. God knows who this man is, and we just lift him up before the throne right now. And we ask that God would um, do a miracle in his heart and reveal himself to this man. Thank you all for praying. And I also ask that you would pray for our family as well right now. Um, we've got another round of health challenges that we are in the midst of right now. So please, please keep us in your prayers and let us know how we can pray for you. Dailybreadmoms at gmail.com. And um, we do love to hear from you. May you have a blessed day. This is Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.